This is the Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader, and joining us now on the phone is the, I say he's the most important state legislator in Columbus. He is from the 12th District of the Ohio House, and I'll get it right for the second time in a row now. Welcome to the program, Mr. Brian Stewart, Representative Brian Stewart. Thank you for joining us again today. Absolutely. Great to be with. And it is a big day in the state house with big news that, or I guess uh, two days ago now at the time of this uh, interview airing, as Senate Joint Resolution 2, which puts the 60% on the ballot, has passed the House, much to the dismay of the activists in the room. Yeah, it was uh, it was a bit of cir- a bit of a circus. We, uh, you know, there were there was screaming, there was uh, chanting from the balcony, there was, you know, a lot of theatrics. But at the end of the day, Josh, we stayed focused on what's most important and uh, came together and got this done for the you know, state of Ohio. And uh, in my view, this is going to be this is this is kind of essential for protecting our constitution, which has obviously been important for you know those of us in the conservative movement. Absolutely, sir. And, and so we're looking at this now. It goes to the ballot in August, and I think it's hilarious, and I, I, I want to get your take on this. I was listening to Alison Russo's speech, who is obviously the Democrat leader in Columbus, where she was saying, we're taking away the one person, one vote. We can't let the people vote on this because that would be taking away the vote of the people. I think she literally said that exact statement at one point where you can't send it to the people to vote on um, because it's taking away the vote of the people if you do. <laughs> it's 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 absurd, Josh. And I mean, I I said on the so if if looking at a resolution, it does. I have voters of whether they want to threshold for We're asking them to vote on that in a free and fair election. If that's your idea of an attack on democracy, then you need to turn off MSNBC, you need to log off from Twitter, and you need to reconnect with reality because that is the enemy of democracy. Democrats have been terrified to let people vote on this because, you know, we have good reason to believe that this is something that holds well in Ohio. It's something we've done in other states like Florida, like uh, Arizona, like New Hampshire, and it is something that we believe Ohioans are, are very open to. And if the people of Ohio weren't open to it, they wouldn't have elected the supermajority after after you proposed this last General Assembly. In my thought, that's my my biggest thought with this as well. And and so pretty much it goes in August. It goes to the ballot. Um, they're going to try to challenge it legally. I know you're a lawyer as well. Is there any grounds for that in your opinion? Well, look, we don't think so. Now, uh, I'll use this caveat. You know, I, I'm, I'm not the Speaker of the House. And so, you know, the the mechanism that uh, the Speaker and, and his team elected to use to get this to the floor was, you know, frankly, maybe a little convoluted. But uh, I'm not going to quibble a great deal with, you know, the route we took if we get to the right destination. And so, you know, I've spoken to the lawyers for the House, I've spoken to the lawyers for the Senate, and, uh, you know, my understanding, and I've seen some case law to this effect, is that courts have already kind of ruled on this, which is that we're empowered as the legislature. If we pass a resolution that says we're having a, a special election in August or September or October, frankly, we can, we can set that special election for whenever we deem appropriate. And uh, it's already been determined that, that does not need to be in a separate bill. So I believe we're on good legal footing. And, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll let that process play out. Well, I'm very happy for that as well. And 
And so we're going to kind of focus here in August now instead of November. There's not much going on in November outside of the next petition they're trying to go after. Um, so people are, are saying here, and I'm, I'm trying to think of, because I don't have notes, we just kind of did this on the fly here, uh, of what else I'm thinking of listening to this speech. How is this going to hurt the, the state economically? That was one of the one of the Democrats. What was her name? Miranda? Was her last name Miranda? Is that who she was? Yeah, she's she's she she gives you a lot of good sound bites for our side. Um, the it's it's nonsensical, Josh. Um, you know, I said in my remarks, and look, I don't love saying this as an Ohio state representative. I want Ohio to to be one of the you know fastest growing states in the nation. We got a lot of good things to offer, but the reality is, you know, Florida, Arizona, Colorado, uh, these are states that are growing at a far faster rate than Ohio. And so these competing states have already gone to a 60, 60, 55 percent uh, threshold for amending their constitution. So the idea that somehow, uh, you, you know, businesses are going to not locate in Ohio based on the fact that we've protected our constitution in the same way that the federal constitution is protected or that we've protected our constitution in the same way that 32 other states have already done uh, is just frankly, almost too uh, ridiculous to even entertain. Yeah, I was listening to to the speech in my, um, just, just in my earbuds and I'm sitting there, I'm like, is, is she reading the wrong the wrong script? Did her speechwriters deliver her the wrong paperwork? Because none of it was about the constitutional amendment until the very end, where they had to remove people from the gallery because of the August, uh, the, the rants they started afterwards. Josh, I've been called, you know, throughout the last six months, I mean, you you become numb to how many times you've been called you know a fascist a sexist a racist simply for continuing a debate that's literally been going on in Ohio for more than a hundred years right I mean the, the the basic debate over what our constitution is what should be in it what should not be in it how it should be amended how it should not be amended you know these are the kind of debates that we used to be able to have in this country and in the state without kind of resorting to personal attacks and, and, and nonsense. Mm -hmm. Uh, and in 2023, unfortunately it's just not the case, but you know, I've got a thick skin. I've never been afraid of a fight. And so I'm glad to have been kind of pushing this boulder, uh, up the hill and glad we could get it done today. Yeah. I was enjoying listening and I'm thinking to myself now, now I know representative Brian Stewart is listening to all of these speeches where they're saying the exact same thing over and over again. I, I was, I was thinking how, how big of a boss move it would have been if you got those like those just over ear headphones and just put them on just sitting there, you know, <laughs> imagine the gallery just seeing you sitting there. I mean, you're going to listen to the same thing over and over again. Anyway, might as well listen to some good music while you're at it. Um, well, it's been, it's, it's been a circus today and, it, and I don't know how much the cameras caught. Cause you know, we went into recess or put the house at ease, but I mean, the Democrats literally brought signs to the floor. I mean, that's a violation of our rules. They literally stood up and tried to do sort of a, you know, a faux poor man's rendition of, you know, the Tennessee protest. Like the, everybody has kind of internalized that, you know, we got to do something uh, absurd to get on MSNBC tonight. And I think that was sort of, it was such a transparently pre-planned bit of theater that, you know, frankly, you just kind of roll your eyes and move on. Yeah, it was kind of uh, disappointing. There were no bullhorns, you know. that That's kind of the, the standard for statehouse protest led by, politicians is the bullhorns down there occupying the well they didn't try any of that but but the democrats are the ones that handed uh, jason stevens who brought this to the floor of the gavel they're the i mean they, they they made a deal based on this resolution and this resolution alone and the guy they voted for still brought it to the floor 
<laughs> well, it, it, it's a win for the conservative movement today, Josh, that because is. I mean, I, I really don't uh, I'm not going to get into every conversation that we've had in the last six months, but it's been pretty clear for a long time that this was this was not a priority for the leadership team. This is not something that in January I introduced this, that anybody thought that they would actually be having to deal with in May. What changed was, you know, you know, folks like you and folks like the, you know, the, the, the central committee on the ORP and, you know, conservative act, you know, activist groups made their voice heard. And, you know, it doesn't matter what deals you may have done with the Democrats six months ago. Um, you know, you can't ignore you know, 60 plus members of your caucus forever. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, that, that is really um, what happened. Now I will tell you, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of us uh, who were supportive of the caucus's pick for speaker, which was Derek Maron, mm -hmm. who had conversations with some of our Democrat colleagues in the weeks leading up to that vote and said, you're going to regret this if you do it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you will, you will live to regret having made a deal along these lines. And, you know, we, we don't think that any bargain you think you have is going to hold. Right. And uh, so I think, frankly, um, I, I, I think the Democrats put on a little extra theater today because they're feeling a little sheepish for having, um, you know, trusted in a deal that, that, that couldn't hold. Absolutely. I just, I, I think I, I, it's funny listening back when you have people that are going to turn on their side and, and the voters who voted for these Democrats didn't want them to make a deal with Republicans in the first place. They voted for them knowing they're impossible to work with. They, they don't want to actually work until it's the 11th hour, at least from what I can tell from the outside. They wait for the 11th hour so they can go out there and complain and, like you said, get on MSNBC and in the dispatch and all the other independent papers that no one really reads. Um, and they make a deal and, and they do nothing. Last time we made a deal with, with, with the left for who the speaker was, we saw where that went, too. But that's besides the point. It went better this time, and I'm proud of – I can say for the first time behind this microphone, I'm actually happy with Jason Stevens for once. I'm very I'm, – I'm happy he brought it to the floor. I'm very surprised that he did, but I'm glad he did, and it, it's good for the state and everyone overall um, at least. Yeah, I mean I'm, 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 a, I'm a credit where it's due uh, kind of guy. I mean you know, we, we, we're, we're going to continue to have uh, plenty of disagreements, I'm sure, but um, – this didn't happen. And I think that, um, you know, he recognized at the end of the day that this, you know, not doing this was really not an option. And but but I will reiterate, um, this was bottom up pressure. That's how this got done. And so, you know, sometimes sometimes in our party and in the conservative movement, we're, we're, we're not good at kind of recognizing wins when we get them. Right. Mm -hmm. um, this is this is a great example of where people banded together. And continued to keep up the pressure for us to actually, you know, for the Ohio House and a 67-seat Republican majority to act like it. And we did today. Absolutely. I'm, I'm proud to say that I support you and I will be able to vote for you in 2024 according <laughs> to redistricting. So I'm proud of that okay. as well. Um, thank you for joining us again today, sir. We'll put you, the link to your uh, Statehouse website in the show notes below. Anything else you want to promote today? No, Josh. Great to be with you. Uh, always, always love uh uh, coming on the sh the local show as I as it is to me, and I appreciate everything you do to help spread awareness. Well, thank you. That's Brian Stewart OH on Twitter as well. Like I said it last last time, it's not just politics. There's sports. There's cooking. It's it's an all encompassing. If you'd only follow one Twitter account today, follow <laughs> Brian Stewart OH. Don't even follow me. Follow That's the follow in politics. That's what I try to be. You know? Yes, sir. The 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 I say the the sh I say speak Speaker Stewart. I I support that, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> We'll see. See where the road leads. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your evening, and thank you for joining us today here on the Conservative Crusader. Back after this on the Red Future Radio Network.
You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for digital services, offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. If you need to buy something, sell something, or whatever you want to do on Fiverr, just go to bit.ly slash Fiverr today to get your gig or to put your gig on Fiverr and help support the program as well. That is bit.ly slash G-O-P-J-O-S-H, Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.